Hello, and welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast with me, Lindsay White. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs be great leaders, build high-performing teams, and create inspiring workplace cultures through innovative talent programs and practices. Because when people feel like they belong at work, they deliver their very best and businesses thrive. The Female Founder Friday podcast is all about connecting with the most incredible female entrepreneurs to talk about their journey to creating their own business, the mistakes they've made along the way, and how they view their own leadership. And I'm challenging all of my guests this season to take my leadership style quiz, and during each episode, we'll be digging into their leadership style and how it impacts the way they lead in their life and their business. And if you're interested in learning more about your leadership style and want some of my top tips to help you lead more effectively, you can take the quiz right now. Just check out the show notes or head over to highvoltageleadership.ca and click on the button at the top of the page that says, take the quiz. Then you can share your results, connect with my guests and join the conversation on Instagram by following me at highvoltleadership. I've got a really great guest for you today on the podcast, Ms. Kadira Mohammed, and she's the CEO of Omnipotent Consulting. She started as an entrepreneur at the tender age of 18 with the idea of retiring her parents. She wanted to support them in their retirement the way they had supported her her whole life. And during that process, she really fell in love with systems and automations. And now what she does is help coaches and consultants like me really leverage those systems and automations so we can get back that valuable time in our lives. And we have such a wonderful conversation. I'm excited to share it with you today. Hey, welcome, Kadira, to the Female Founder Friday podcast. I'm super jazzed to have you with me today so we can have a chat. Welcome, welcome. Absolutely, thank you, Lindsay. I'm happy to be here. Super excited about our conversation. Really been looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, I, we were just chatting before I hit record here and Kadira's got a really interesting story and a really interesting mm-hmm. purpose in, in, in her business. And I'm excited to have you share that with us today. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey to being a female founder. Yeah, you know, so it, it it's fun to say a long time ago, but it really was a long time ago. <laughs> Back in college when I was 18, um, is really where the concept of entrepreneurship and business really started to bud and also flourish within me. Um, I got my first job ever when I was in college. I worked out as a, uh, a desk clerk in the dorms on my campus. So was at that job in the first week, I realized I'm like, you know, a long term, I can't do this probably isn't going to work for me <laughs> just right. working a job and definitely I'm like this probably isn't going to work um and from there I uh just tried to look online um just to find out what are other options it really wasn't like making money online it wasn't any of that it wasn't coaching it wasn't consulting it was just like what are other ways I can do this thing and uh you know I think I, I enter business I think the way a lot the way a lot of people do, which is like MLM. Um, we all joined one at some point and they got me with that free pizza. I mean, I'm in college, not making a lot of money. They got me with the free food. Um, did it, never made any money, but I got interested in the marketing side of the multi-level. So I was like, okay, let's look at marketing. What is that? How do you make it work? Um, and I found myself uh, really learning a lot about digital marketing. And at that point, I'm just kind of thinking of myself. 
Yeah. Uh, fast forward a few years, I'm still interested in marketing. I'm even taking online classes, even on top of my other college, college classes, on top of my two jobs at the time. Wow. Just trying to figure out what is this thing and how can I do it? Uh, and then at some point, I'm about 20 years old. I wake up and I'm like, hmm. I started paying attention to the people working at like my local Burger King, at the local pizza shops, at my local Walmart, at my Tim Hortons, which all these places. And I realized a lot of them were workers who were in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, which I thought was really, really weird yeah. because my college is a college town, which means it's filled with people who are like 20 years old. But why is everybody in their 60s and why are they working? Yeah. I'm thinking about my grandparents who are all retired. Um, and so I'm like, how come they aren't retired? It's just for fun. Like, I don't know. I do my own research and I realize most people can't really retire anymore. Right. And it's like, at that time, nobody was talking about it. And I'm like, how is nobody talking about it? And I'm looking at my own parents who at that time are in there just entering their fifties. Right. And I'm an only child. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can pass on the care of your parents to yeah. one sibling happens a lot right and it kind of all can fall onto one maybe two siblings I'm a lame child that's not an option for me and my parents are amazing best childhood a child could ever ask for there would be nothing that I would ever change they're amazing people wow been married for almost three decades now and just mm -hmm. beautiful and I love them very dearly so I say you know what I'm gonna retire my parents I love that don't ask me at 20 years old how that was going to happen <laughs> but yeah. I knew it was going to happen um and so from there on I stopped learning about not just marketing but business not just for me at this point but now it's for my parents and that became my driving mission ever since then yeah. um I started consulting and coaching people on advertising because that's what I learned. I took other jobs on advertising because I really, really wanted to learn this thing mm -hmm. um, and just learn everything about marketing. And throughout that process, I went from just digital marketing and advertising to really looking at the software, technology, automation sides of things. Because now my clients who I'm getting in college I realized they don't have just an issue with marketing. They had a big issue with the technology sides of things. And I was doing that for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm helping them get clients, but then they're like, well, I don't have enough time to do follow-up. I don't have enough time to call these people back. I don't have enough time to book them on my calendar. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm mean, giving you all these people. What's, what's <laughs> there's, there's something, what's happening? What's going yeah. on? And throughout my own research with my clients and then just, looking at articles, looking at groups, seeing if other people have this problem, people really had this issue. Um, and I didn't say this in the beginning, but I went to school to be a web developer. Yeah. And I taught myself how to code. So all things technology and, and wow. software is very- <laughs> I love it's, that. It's very, yeah, it's, it's super easy for me to pick it up. It's like second nature at this point. Wow. Um, and I really fell in love with that side, setting yeah. up the tech. Yeah. Um, just taking it off their hands because the relief, I'm sure you get it with, with, with your clients, Lindsay, when you're able to help them break through to the next level and it's in an area where they're like, I don't really want to touch this. Yeah. <laughs> I just want it to be done. Yeah. That's how, how my clients start to look at me.
they're like, you're like a little tech god or something. And I don't want to have to touch anything related to that. And they could just give it to me. And I've been doing that ever since. Um, I've just been implementing for my clients. And it, we take it a step further. Instead of just the technology, I realize a lot of businesses were missing the foundation structure, like real true structure, yeah. system, yeah. writing stuff down. <laughs> Yeah. Writing things down and creating a process that makes it so their business doesn't become overwhelming anymore. Totally. Uh, yeah. That's, that's been language. my passion. Yeah. I totally get it. Just without the technology piece. Right. right. But, but yes. hundred <laughs> percent. It's just, it, it's just, a, it's yeah. just different, but it's the same idea. So you're totally resonating with me. I love it. Yeah. I mean that it, it's so, I know, you know this, but it's so beautiful when I can take a client's business and they've been dreading it. Like they're making, you know, early six figures. They want to grow. And really they want to spend time with their families. It becomes a little bit less about just the money. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I miss my daughter's recital. I miss my, my son's game. Yeah. I haven't had a date night with my husband, you know, in I don't know how long I can't, I can't really think of it. You know, I couldn't tell you a day if I tried. Yeah. And taking them from not having any time for the business that from the business that they created to now having both the business and they have their personal life back has been, uh, it's, it's been beautiful to watch unfold. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if I had to say what gives me like the highest sense of joy and accomplishment, that's it. right there. I love that. I really love that. And I, and I deeply appreciate that um, because in order for a business to really thrive, you have to have, you know, the processes have to work. The, the workflows yeah. got to flow. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and I would add to that, you have to have the right people doing the right things to really accentuate that flow, right? Like when you have those oh, two absolutely. working together, like, I really love that because I think that's two sides of the same coin. And so I deeply, deeply appreciate that. Um, and I also, I like, thank you for sharing that really powerful story. And I really want to honor and celebrate that a lot of what has driven you to the success that you've had is your deep love and care for your parents. I, I really, like, that's beautiful, my friend. Yeah, a 100%. I mean, it all, it all really stems from them, yeah. you know, and they're not entrepreneurs themselves, but they always gave me the idea that I could pretty much do anything. Yeah. And it's just like, figure out what's the thing that you want to do. And, and at this point, I'm kind of like, why not versus why, yeah. you know? So it's, uh, it, they're, they're amazing people. I love them so much. Yeah. Well, I can tell, I mean, that, that, that just sings through in everything you've just told us about you. And I, I think that's so, I think that's so powerful. Um, you know, they, they offered you a wonderful childhood, sent you to college. And now, you know, you are repaying that, uh, that hard work. I mean, let's be honest, being a parent isn't easy. Um, and, and honoring everything they gave you. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, you gave a really good, uh, just what you said on how you look at the people side of things and I'm looking at the system side and they really are two sides of the same coin because there's no way yeah. <laughs> what anything that I do cannot be maintained without people. For real. As, 
seriously. Like as, as much as I love tech, I love automation. I, I love it. That's what I do every day. You're not going to be able to have a, a growing and a, and a sustainable business without people. No, no, it's it true. It, like it's, it's, you got to have the right people and the right processes and the right programs that yep. then really create the workplace um, where people do meaningful work. Cause it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of when they do the shit jobs, the people are disengaged and disconnected. Like yeah. we all, I, I firmly believe that every one of us wants to do great work. Like we want to do meaningful work. We want to do work we believe has purpose. And mm -hmm. so what we can do, we can do that and we can get the right people doing that. They can add incredible value. And then mm -hmm. and you add in, like put together those beautiful processes and some automations mm -hmm. that make a lot of sense. Like that's yeah. really where the magic happens in a business. A hundred percent. I love it. I like, this is like a dream come true to have this conversation. <laughs> it's like the full circle. Um, so I really like, it's, I'm getting tingly all over. Um, <laughs> I, I think like, I think it's how the two things really mesh and bringing them mm -hmm. together in a way that, you know, creates such incredible value for, for you as a business owner, you said it, like you get your life back, you yep. get your family back, you get your relationships back. The people in your business feel like they know what they're doing, how to do it. They've got mm -hmm. the processes and the technology to support them in doing a great job. They can deliver, they can execute on work they feel adds so much value to the organization. Yes. Wow. And then your clients are just, they feel like it's magical, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like a, it's like a genie came in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And gave <laughs> And fulfilled yeah. all their wishes. I mean, it, it, yeah. it really is like that. And what you said before about meaningful work, yeah. right? Yeah. Where we, I think where people get the concept of automation misconstrued is when they think literally everything about a person is going to be replaced yeah. by an AI robot that's going to come out. And I just don't believe that. I think, <laughs> I no. think the, the meaning, uh, uh, the meaningless, I don't want to call it meaningless because it has some purpose, but that yeah. doesn't mean a human being has to do it because it's just so menial. It's just small. Yeah. It I has to happen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. if you can automate that stuff in your business, if you can make those things, those processes flow more easily through some technology, everybody is happy about that. And it frees yeah. up capacity to do exactly. build those connections and those relationships inside your business and with clients new and existing, right? That's the meaningful work people want to do is create connection. Exactly. God. Okay. We could talk about this all day, but we had no, moving on. <laughs> um, no, for real. Like I, I'm pretty sure we could go down the rabbit hole really deep on this. Oh, we could. Yeah. What I do want to do, Kadira took my uh, leadership style quiz. So we're going to talk next about her leadership style inside of her business and her life. Um, if you haven't taken the quiz yet, uh, there's a link in the show notes or head to the homepage, 
highvoltageleadership.ca, there's a little orange button on the top of the page and it says, take the quiz, take it now. Mm -hmm. It only takes a couple minutes. It'll tell you what your leadership style is. And I also give you some of my top tips so you can be a more effective leader right now today. Um, and then you can compare and, and let us know um, in the comments what, what leadership style you have. Could you tell us what, what's your leadership style? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I think I'm a very, uh, I trust in my teammates. Yeah, yeah. I trust in my, my team to get stuff done. I'm about as unmicromanagey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't, I don't even like regular meetings, to be honest, unless we really got to have one. I mean, I just, I think I hire very competent people and I'm very offhand. I will probably say, though, that uh, I don't know if there's so much as too much freedom where, Yep. maybe it's just not giving them the right environment where I know they can be as successful as possible. And sometimes I can kind of throw people in and I'm kind of like, maybe just figure it out. Cause that's how I do. I do very well in that type of environment. I think I repeat that a little bit too much for my people and they need a little bit more structure in that way, which is ironic because I'm the structure person, but they have a learning style where they need to have a little bit more guidance that's pushing them in the right direction without me necessarily uh, being over top of them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember what exactly those styles were, but yeah. I know the one that I had was 100% for me. <laughs> I know the one I had was 100%. Yeah. Um, it sounds to me like, you know, definitely a delegation style of leadership. You give people the work to do and you let them go do it. But I love the self-reflection in that, that maybe sometimes you give them a little bit too much rope. Um, yeah. and that can be challenging. And so, uh, you know, I think when you are very delegative in your style, it is sometimes depending on the human, it can be mm -hmm. in the project. It can be tricky to figure out where that very, very subtle line is between too much and not enough, right? Mm. Like it can be a very fine, very dark, very, very light gray line, right? Because one yeah. moment, you don't want to feel like you're overdoing it. You don't want to feel like you're micromanaging. But then yeah. like the very next moment, they feel like they don't have enough of direction or time or feedback. So it can be mm. a tricky one, hey, to kind of balance that. Yeah, I, I, it's ironic you just said that. <laughs> it's ironic because I literally am just in the middle of, of, of hiring somebody new and I'm trying to set the, you know, the, the boundaries right with them and everything. So I'm kind of like, I gave them work that I know they're pretty, uh, they're going to be very competent in doing. And I'm watching myself because I'm like, okay, let me make, let me make sure to check in. Let me make sure to ask them how they're doing or ask the same question in a different way, yeah. right? To yeah. see if I get a different answer just to make sure that they're comfortable with the work that they've been given. Um, and it's also been presented in an environment that they feel like they can be successful in. Because yeah. uh, well, I may not mind being thrown in a volcano, if you will, because I'm usually the first contact with my own clients. And yeah. so they have the volcano and I'm just jumping in and I can do that because I've been doing that. But yeah. that may not actually work for yeah. Uh, some of my people, yeah. right? Some of them may be okay with it. Some of them may not be. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they're a bad worker. They're not a good fit. That just means I have to maybe adjust the environment a bit, especially if I know this person's going to be here for long term, or at least that's my intention. 
uh, for them to be here as long term as possible. Oh, that's super smart. Like, you know, as, as someone who coaches female founders and CEOs like yourself, I love hearing you talk like that because sometimes, you know, we always have to have a situational approach to our leadership. And so if our main style is really to be a delegator, sometimes we got to bring in a little bit of that coach right? So that we can mm, ask yeah. the right questions at the right moment. We can deliver, you know, bring in some of that supportive leadership style. So we can provide just that underpinning for them, especially when they're new, they're getting their feet under them. They're feeling unsure. They, they want to impress the boss. Like, let's be right. honest, we get into a new job. What's, what do we want to do? We want to make a good impression. And so, yeah. you know, having that situational approach, um, even at sometimes being a little directive, I need you to do this and I need it done by Friday. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so yeah. I, that you're like sp speaking to my soul when you're talking like that, because it's actually really key that, that to be that next level leader, that we have to be able to really be keenly aware of what kind of leader we need to be in that moment, mm -hmm. in that situation. So that, what a beautiful yeah. way to articulate it. Oh, thank you. And I've realized how much of a skill it is to be able to put on one hat and put off the other. Hundred um, percent. When you're going, when you're when you're going from maybe zero to uh, early six figures, like a hundred thousand, you may not have a lot of people. You only have like a, you know yeah. you and just be one other person, yeah. right? And so you just get used to you and the one other person. But then as you grow beyond that and you're bringing on more folks and you realize not everybody can have your same personality <laughs> and they're going to learn differently and they shouldn't and they shouldn't. Yeah. And you can't, you, and that's also a reality that I had to get used to mm -hmm. where the people I hire actually should not be just like me. In fact, oh my God, <laughs> they should be different. Some of them should actually be the opposite at a certain point. Bingo. And yeah that, uh, yes. that was like a oh this is kind of supposed to happen yes <laughs> you know like I, I i'm talking to other you know entrepreneurs people you know business owners who i know have hired uh, uh who have had larger teams than i do and i say hey you know I, I, i'm looking at this person and i'm working with them and i realize their personality is just so different from mine like it should it's not bad nothing nothing, nothing is bad but it's so different and I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be a good fit here. And they're asking like, well, do they perform the job? Like, what's the role that they're in? And then I tell them and they're like, oh, they should actually have that kind of personality for that role. That actually fits. Like, yeah. They should be that type of person. Yeah. You know, as long as they're not disrespectful, it can still work. And in fact, you, you just need to learn to modify yourself and step up as a leader to that yeah. way you can still work with them. And I'm like, oh, are you telling me I'm the problem? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> like Taylor Swift, hi, I'm the problem. It's right. me. Me. It's yeah. me. It's and me. Uh, and it really is me. <laughs> and it really is me. And that was such a, a shot. It was a real shot. Um, but it's a great shot. It's a great shot. I love it. I love it. What? Okay. I just like, what a beautiful reflection. If you're listening to this and you're really moving into next level leader territory, um, Kitty or just said it. Yeah. It's probably you. Um, <laughs> self-reflection and yeah, we need to have a diversity of people 
and thought processes mm -hmm. and approaches and perspectives in our organizations as they grow. If everybody looks, feels, sounds, talks, and thinks like us, we're actually not going to get very far. The transformation is not yeah. going to happen. Uh, so thank you for bringing that super duper important point up. That was genius. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, I mean, if you're listening and you know you're on that, that track, you need you need those different people. Yeah. You know, and it's it's funny because as I go into other people's businesses and I'm the more structures, structured, process oriented, I can be very binary, like <laughs> very binary. I said, we don't need this, we do need that, we need to get rid of that, and that's it. I'm not trying to cut down your ideas, right? But we gotta get you structured so we can get you to the next level. Yeah. The irony is that I needed that in my own business because I'm the ideas person. <laughs> and it was, it, was, I love it. it was so funny when I realized that was the case. And I'm like, oh, they're even a bit more structured than I am. <laughs> and they're telling me, at least in the particular role I was looking at, and I realized the person who I hired could actually move up in my company because of the way that she thought and how she moved. I'm like, oh, no, this could, she could probably be my CMO at this point because she's she's the me in my business for the things that we need and she's got to tell me we can't do that we can't do this or we got to do it this way you know and it's not that that's not bad you know she's even better at it in my own business yeah. than I am and it's it's the irony it's just so funny but you need those different personalities you need those different thought processes yeah if you're going to create a growing entity and have the impact that you want. Yeah. Uh, beautifully said. I love the way you articulated that. That, that was absolutely brilliant. Um, I want to ask you next about, you know, yeah. where you've made mistakes or missteps in your business, right? Yeah. And then like, what, what did you learn from those things? What, what can't, what, oh yeah. Yeah. I will tell you my biggest mistake. I uh, was actually back in 2021. Yeah, 2021. And it's when I, I tried to flip what I was doing entirely on its head. Mm -hmm. And what I ultimately did is I didn't lean into my strength. Mm -hmm. And I thought I needed to pivot entirely differently. And I spent a lot of money on it. Um, a lot of money on it. A lot of money on it. And it, it, it was just not <laughs> at all. Um, I, I thought we would offer a totally different product. I went after a totally different type of client base. Um, you ever get to the point where you almost want to burn your business because you're, you just get kind of tired of it at some point. We, I think we all do. And, and I reached that point in 2021 and I'm like, we're just going to do something totally different. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, you know what? I don't have to. I don't have to love it as much. I'm just going to do it. And maybe I can just make a great deal of money and just be able to yeah. pack it away. And what I ended up doing was turning my self uh, almost against myself to a degree and almost being upset at my own strength and talent. And it was, uh, yeah, 2021 was a good year in some respects, but in that respect, it would be a valuable lesson, but decision. also an expensive one. Can I add? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can definitely say that. Um, what I ended up learning though was how much better it ended up being 2022 to lean into me. 
um, and lean into, and, it, and it, it was more about accepting me yeah. versus any like other business uh, concept you could think of. Like it was just accepting me and the flaws that I have, accepting me and the talent that I really have to bring and knowing that it's extremely valuable to the people that, uh, that, I, that, I'm, that want it, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of 2021, started getting, I started getting a lot more of the clients that I really enjoyed working with. Yes. Um, like, like I, I have one particular client, amazing gentleman. He's got four children. He's a great guy. I still work with him to this day on, on, a, on a regular basis. Um, and at the time he had about two people. Now he has like seven. Yeah. Um, and he's been able to invest all over the country, take his business all over the country and even outside the country and initially we were only supposed to work together for about two maybe three months at the end of it he said so can you not go anywhere (laughs) can you please keep helping me we became a a more permanent part of his business and I was like oh these type of clients do exist for me and I can't like what I do is extremely valuable for them why did I do anything else yeah I, I love that. Again, Kadir, what beautiful self-reflections today that you realized that, that, that it wasn't necessarily about the business or the clients or what you were doing. It really was about yourself yeah. and, and uncovering some things about you. I love yeah. it, it. The more I have, you know, traversing this world yeah. of business entrepreneurship and everything that's come apart, that's come with it. Yeah. Business is way less about everything else, and it's more about you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gotten more and more more introspective. Yeah, than I ever could imagine. Because I'm like, oh, it's just about you know, I'm 18, 20 years old. I'm like, oh, it's just money. We just gotta get the money, and you know, do something for people, and then we can get more money. I'm like, it's not like that at all. You have to really build upon yourself, and personal development has been. Oh my God, it, that's why I can be as reflective as I can because I learned the more I can realize what's the personal lesson in this, yeah. the better I can serve others. And it has never failed me to do that. And it, I believe it never will. Um, and so, yeah, when, when, when I made my mistake in 2021 and I come to the end of it and I'm like, well, what do I do now? And I found like a dream client, I had a dream situation. I realized, oh, it actually isn't a dream client. It's a reality. And mm-hmm. I can make this reality for me. Yeah. And it was that change of, of thinking that made 2022 as well as it did yeah. and has really helped 2023 to be going as amazing as it is right now. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking about something that's deeply personal. Uh, I, I, you know, again, my guests show up on this show and talk about things that I know that they don't talk about with many other people or in many other places, like there's not many contexts. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And, and, you know, I also want to say that you're not alone because I, I, I work with, you know, female entrepreneurs all the time that are so close mm-hmm. to doing exactly that. Well, this isn't the business I want to do anymore. And we, we start the coaching relationship and we start to uncover, mm-hmm. like, what is it that you really loved about this? How do your values really reflect yeah. in the organization that you've created, the business that you, the work that you do. And it's, oh, wait a minute. Actually, I do really love this stuff. It's all the other crap that gets in the way and is a distraction. 
when you get right (laughs) down to it, or it's, you know what, this never really satisfied me. And I really do need to do like, but for a lot of women, we rediscover why we do what we do and how it gives us great joy and fulfillment to do this work and to work, working with the right client doesn't feel like work. It feels like fun. So I love that. It feels like fun. It's yeah it feels like joy it feels like it, it feels like life to be honest with you it's it's it's, it's very life-giving yes when you can do what you love and you do it for the people yeah and you're you're able to help them and we're at the end of the day we're in this life to serve others yeah right yeah not and in serving others we serve ourselves so finding what you love to do and which and how you like to show up how you like to serve the people and then finding the right people who yeah. deserve your service because they're going to be able to take it and be able to use it yeah. you know is the to me it's it's the equation that yeah. makes us all oh i just i i really really appreciate the way you frame that that's just beautifully done um yeah. thank you thank you uh so much uh, so many beautiful things shared. Um, and, and I hope it, you know, if you're listening, there's so much to take away from this conversation today. Uh, Kadira, it's been an absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you this afternoon. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Lindsay. This has been amazing. You have a beautiful platform. Like if you're listening, you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe because uh, yes, thank you. The, the, these questions, I mean, nobody's asked me, I don't think I've been on, and I've been on a lot of interviews nobody's asked me about even my biggest failure or what I consider to be the failure, ironically enough. Like you would think more, more people would ask, but it gets real personal. So I guess that's why they don't. So I like that question because I've never, I may have only mentioned that situation to like my closest circle. Yeah. Right. I really don't, I really don't think I've ever shared that in a more public environment. So, um, what you're doing here is is beautiful and the focus on the stories of the founders and how they got there right and what what made them do what they do it's beautiful i love it oh thank you thank you for saying that i get so much pleasure out of having these conversations i learn something every time um and and the connection to me is so valuable so uh thank you for saying that i'm 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 really grateful Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I sure hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did hosting this conversation. And if you did enjoy today's episode, would you do me a favor? Would you give the episode a five-star review and share it with all of your friends? I would really appreciate that. I've got a goal to impact a thousand female founders and with your help, we can really amplify this message. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me and all of my guests on Instagram at High Volt Leadership. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you.